And look at it go. He could go all the way. Touchdown. 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 The Bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. Coming up the middle. Free safety. Gotta get it go. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Come on and shout. Kelly with a deep drop takes a long look. He's got a man open. Andre Reed, he's in the end zone for a touchdown. How do you do? One second remaining on the clock. Jack Eichel wins it in overtime. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, welcome to episode 23 of One Before I Die. Uh, what a fitting name now that I say that out loud. Uh, you know, the name of our show, One Before I Die. Don't know if I'll actually get one before I pass away. And that's a championship I'm talking about. Uh, over the past few days, you know, the Bills not playing anymore. So now we're focused on the Sabres and just watching them completely all as one and not, you know, having to focus on football anymore. It's pretty, pretty depressing. But uh, yeah, we're here. We're here back to talk some Buffalo sports again. Uh, the Bills, you know, there's a couple things that went down in the past couple weeks that we'll hit on, but we'll maybe be talking about the Sabres. This is there's the season that's still in full swing. But uh, Ethan, how's it going over there? <clears throat> Let's get him introduced. What's up? Um, nothing. I mean, not to say I told you so, but I told you so. I mean, last episode, I pretty much told you how it's going to be for the rest of the year watching only the Sabres. It's going to be miserable. It's going to be, you know, a headache. It's going to be boring. It's going to be slamming your head against a brick wall, uh, game after game. Um, yeah. And like you said, there's pretty much, uh, it's pretty depressing. Um, playing some uninspired hockey, um, and I, and you were getting on me last episode about being depressed guy, but I mean, I don't think anything's happened between now and then to say, I don't have, I'm not in the, in the right there. Well, I don't know about that because we still do have two major injuries to two of our better players on the team. I never said that this team was good. I was just saying to keep the positive vibes up and look at what we can do moving forward. Uh, maybe if our coach had an actual brain and not just a P for a brain, we could have a better chance. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been talking to, talking to dad about things and just thinking about Buffalo sports in general. And I really don't think that when this team is fully healthy, talking about the Sabres, that is, I don't think that we're as bad as they seem just because of our coaching staff are, are just the way we go out there and play. So I don't think you can say I told you so yet because we're still, you know, when you have Olsen and Skinner hurt, it's, it's tough to put your full product on the team, your full ice on the team. Uh, the full product. And yeah, there, I never said, see, I, I never said that they're going to be like just tearing it up and winning every game. I, I knew that they were not a good team. I knew that they've obviously been struggling, but I just thought to, you know, move forward with the bills out. Maybe if the, you know, the coaching staff can consistently play the same lineup every day, which we still fail to do, even though making a trade. So, you know, it's not, you know, as much on, I don't know. I just think that this team is a lot better than the, what they're showing. And, uh, I don't know who to blame that on at this point, but there's a few things I want to get to that maybe can help this out. Um, 
I mean, first things first, I guess we'll talk about the game. So since we talked last, we played against uh, St. Louis and then we played against Vancouver and then we're recording this actually on Sunday before we play Detroit. So we don't know the results of that game yet. Uh, You guys will know listening to this right now, but we did lose to the St. Louis Blues, which admittedly was probably the worst game of Sabres hockey I've seen played the entire year, if not in the past two years. It was just a brutal display. And then against Vancouver, I mean, it was just a collapse. Uh, I mean, you know, we didn't really play great the whole game, but we played, you know, okay and pretty good in the start, I, f- I felt like. And then we just kind of let it all let it all out the window, and Vancouver came back, obviously scored uh, a few unanswered, and then ended up winning 6-3. But, I mean, a few things I want to point out here. Hutton needs to... Like, Hutton sucks, so that's just one thing. I mean, goaltending has been an issue. That's the first game that Hutton's played against Vancouver in the past month. He's he, he's absolutely brutal. Um, Jake McCabe, I want to never see him play hockey again. I think he is our worst defenseman. I'd honestly rather see Bogosian out there instead of him at this point. Uh, our team defense is, an abs- is absolutely atrocious, but... With that all being said, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much can you really take away from at least these past couple of games or these past couple of weeks when you have your two top players hurt or two of your top players hurt. I mean, I guess I just don't think those guys being like if you look at the season Skinner had, he's not scoring much. I know he's an impact player, but I still, I just still maybe maybe those games are closer, but I, I still don't see them being back, making us automatically that much better. I mean, we're better, but are we that much better? I don't know. Um, it's just, it's just a, I don't know. It's just the, the way this team plays and we're just still not there. We still need a couple more players. I've been saying it all year. I mean, Fro league, he looks like the Scandella of offense. So, I mean, we got what we got, right? I mean, he's pretty much a non-factor out there. I'd say um, he, he flubbed. I mean, I saw a couple chances he had in I believe it was a Vancouver game where he, he just didn't finish so he fits in right well right you know with the team um yeah I mean I there's just really nothing much to say without sounding like a broken record I mean well the thing is the thing is is you know I've said this before I'll say it again is I think when our lineup is fully healthy and our coaching staff puts out a lineup consistently that people can get comfortable with the players can get comfortable with. I think that we're at the very least competing for a wild card spot. I don't I, agree I, with that. I mean, pile. So, so, well, the thing is we, we don't know that yet because we haven't consistently played 60 the entire year. So we don't know what a lineup's like when we're playing the same guys, like the players don't even know what it's like. I mean, like, there's probably like so me and you are obviously just two fans here, you know, analyzing the game, watching games from our couches and seeing and, and kind of taking and getting giving our takes that way. I mean, a, probably a bunch of people that listen to this are also fans of the Spin Chicklets podcast. And I don't know if you saw the t- tweet that I, you know, clipped from their podcast last week, but from two former NHL players, Ryan Whitney and Paul Bizanet, obviously, they said the exact same thing after they were analyzing, you know, I was listening to their podcast, they were analyzing the Sabres trade when Scandella moved out and they were talking about playing 7D or playing 
basically a defense situation. And they both said they absolutely despise seven defensemen. I don't think we've gone two games in a row in the entire season playing the same six defensemen. All right, but I agree with that. But I just think it's crazy if you're blaming our not success on on playing seven D every other night. It, well, it's that. It's our special teams. It's it, it's 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 a lot of things that coaching can fix. I think that Kruger and his staff aren't doing a good. I, job I don't at. agree with that. I mean, our special teams have sucked from Kruger to Housley to before then. It's just been bad, like at, through multiple coaches. But, but when you have Eichel, who's one of the best players in the league, you have and he was on teams with on Housley, and they, our special teams sucked. Right. So, so is it coaching? People blamed it on Housley last year. At this point, I don't. I think we just suck as a team. We just don't have good players. And my point is, is that but we don't know what it's like to do. Like we don't. But when you tried like playing a consistent lineup, like we have like forward scratch, like random games. We have like there's just no consistency whatsoever. People don't know what's going on inside the organization, and I feel like it's a whole mess. Hundred percent. I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is where you're wrong at is that you think that we get, we throw out our, our current line. I've been disagreeing where you, we're not a wild card team with our with playing Skinner and Olafson in six D. You look at the standings right now. We're behind five teams. We're the we're the sixth team out of the wild card right now, and I say we're no better. We're no better than. The, the only teams in the East that we're better than right now is Detroit, Ottawa, and, and New Jersey. Every other team is better than us right now. Okay, but if you look at these other teams that are better than us, so so we always you know criticize our lack of top six forwards. You look at Boston, you look at Florida, I guarantee you if you named off the second-line players of those teams, with exception to... So Boston still is looking for a second-line right-winger. Florida, I guarantee if you named off their second line, nobody would know those guys' names. I mean, there's teams out there that don't have star-studded lineups that still get it done. Night yeah, in, night but out. Boston has three players that are in like the top ten of of the of the points. But look at but look at other. I'm just not, I'm, I was just using them as an example. Look at Florida. Look at like Toronto. I mean, those guys they have great players, but they don't have a star studded lineup all the way through and through. They they find ways to make it work. I think I disagree player, with that. Like Eichel is better than a lot of those guys on those teams. I mean, Eichel you, is yes, but after that we have a bunch of third and fourth liners. Well, because we're hurt. Because we're hurt. You have Skinner. You have a legit. When you no. have Skinner there, you have a legit first line with him, Eichel, and Reinhardt. When you have Olsen back and you have Johansson, you have you have a competent enough lineup. And I'm not even saying they're going to make the place. I'm saying compete for a wild card. You can be within a couple points. There's no reason that we should be seven points behind a wild card spot with this lineup if we're healthy. I disagree. I well, think. I mean, we, well, I mean, we showed it last year for most part that we were competing for a spot. I mean, what, what do you last mean? year? Three. For last year, until the set, until what the last quarter of the season, we were, yeah, we, within like, we were within like three points. So I'm right; we were competing for a wild card spot, though. No, I no, we weren't close last year. We weren't close. I don't I don't know where you got that. Maybe in January, if you considered being close in January, competing for a wild card spot. I just I just my my thing is I just don't like people. T- like tend to like look at the Sabres roster and I guarantee there's a ton of Sabres fans out there, including myself, including you that just overreact to our team that don't look at the entire rest of the NHL. They don't watch other NHL games. They don't see the roster makeups of those teams. They think that every other team is the freaking Avengers out there and that we're some small little team. It, it, Teams make it work with the players they have. There's NHL-level players. You don't have the best players in the world on every team. That's just not how it works. You have to find a way to make it work. We have enough... I'm not saying we're going to be top three in the Atlantic. I'm not saying we're going to be making deep playoff runs. I'm saying with the roster that we have, the, the guys on our team, we have enough to compete with 
a wild like we have enough to be in the running for a wild card. If that's crazy to say, then I, I don't understand. Then the way- I, I think it is because I, I really don't see how our team is is that is is literally. I don't see how we're con- considered a team that's compared to Carolina. Um, who else is who else? I'm looking at it right now. Carolina, Philly. Uh, Florida, Columbus, they're all better than us. Columbus, maybe not. Maybe I mean, you see... We're comparable to Columbus, I'd say, from a talent perspective. But the other, those other three teams were just not close to the, the skill of, of those teams. Like, name me some specifics. You can't just say that in general. Like, name me some specific players and stuff then. Like, you can't... Carolina. I mean, you've, seen, you've seen times during the Sabre season, for example, this past game against Vancouver, where you've seen flashes of where this team with the players that they have can play to their potential and actually do great. Like, in, in Vancouver, when we had that power play, putting on absolute pressure, they get it out of... Then they kill it off, but we, we have them down in their zone, tired, and we end up capitalizing on a goal, and it looked like we were just moving the puck so well. And then all, all of a sudden, in the third period, we just lose complete focus, and, and it goes down the drain. It's just, it, I don't understand. You see flashes of, you know, great play from a team like this. And I'm not saying, and again, I'm not like the, maybe the way I'm talking, you you think that I'm saying that we're going to be a cup contending team. I'm saying it shouldn't be that hard, especially in the NHL. Eight teams make the playoffs for per each conference. That's a lot of teams. So there's no reason, even if you have a subpar team that you shouldn't be competing for, the, for a wild card spot when you have Jack Eichel on your team. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not <laughs> Sam. I'm not disagreeing with that. When you have Jack well, Eichel, well, you yes, are. You are disagreeing. Players. I'm disagreeing that our team sucks. Yes, besides Jack Eichel, there's not one good player on our team. But but you should. I'm saying, like we we are completely underperforming our. Even though we our potential or our ceiling is not good, I think we're completely underperforming. That is my is my point. I'm trying to make. And I don't. And I think I think we are what we are. I mean, you are what you are. We 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 don't have we don't have scores. We don't like name name a guy like this is this is what I'm bringing up right now because you you say you you want you want backup on where I'm talking right now, right? Okay, Jack Eichel has 58 points. Who's second in the Sabers in points? I would say either Darlene or Reinhardt. Reinhardt. What, Reinhardt with 36. Olafson is is third with 35, and he's missed the last what? week two weeks after Perfect that example it's one of our top players not playing <laughs> okay but after that who who's 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 after that Darlene with 25 points 25 points the fourth the fourth high score let's go let's go to the Carolina Hurricanes a team that you said that we're right there with right no dude you're not you're not understanding what I'm saying I don't think but you, you, I am because you're saying look at other teams and they get it done with the NHL players or I don't know what you were saying. You're saying other teams, if you look at their second line, that they're that you would say that they're you just as good as the same. We have you can't tell me if you look at our roster that we're not the same makeup, if not a little bit better than Columbus, who has fifty two points, which is tied for the second wild card spot. Okay, that's the only that's, that's the only that's, that's the only one I I'd I I'd concede to you, but the other three teams that are ahead of us, I wouldn't say we're close. And I think that has to do with coaching and 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 getting more out of your players. I just no, don't understand. I, I that's where I don't agree. You okay, can't. who's who's Carolina's top players, dude? Besides Sebastian Aho, how many points does he have? He has forty, and he's third on the team. Okay, get, who else is on their team? Sveshnikov, Teravainen, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Dezingle, Nino Niederreiter, Martin Nekes. Okay, what's the what's like the point totals of these guys? Teravine, 43, Snechikov, 42, Aho, 40, Hamilton, 40. 
Yeah, so these guys all have so over 40 points and how many games played? And 45 games played. These guys are all point of game players. We don't have we have Eichel who's sick. Okay, and then we have a bunch of guys that can't score. But they have 56 points. We have 45. If I we should be around 50 to 52 points is all I'm saying. And I don't think that's crazy to think about if we're healthy. Like you look at you look at what we did at the beginning of the year. You look at like how how is a team so streaky where they look so good at times and then so bad at times? Like what what does that attribute to besides because you have the same players and you've seen them do well, right? So then what what else do you have? You have to blame it on something else because I'm not and I, and I do think we need more pieces to be a legit. Because team I think I think it was a. I mean, we did the same thing two years ago, and it's I think we're just a fluky team. I mean, we lose. We when we win games, we win by one goal. I mean, I've, we've been saying this for, I don't know, years now. It seems like that. We're you look at this team, and even when we were on our win streak this year, neither you or I were confident really. That I, I we 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 both said we need to see this consistency going into December, January before we're ready to say that this team's a contender or even a playoff team. I'm not saying they're a contender, bro. I'm saying that they should be competing and they sh- they're vastly under- underperforming for the amount of guy- for the guys that they have in their team. They're underperforming bottom line and I don't I, see like I, who, who do you think is good on this team besides Eichel? I think Eichel, Skinner, Reinhardt and Olsen are all top 6 forwards. I'm saying when we're healthy, I think we have and I think Johansson is a third line center slash second line winger that he can he's a he's a solid player. I think Johansson has twenty points. I think yeah, but he uh, but he's twenty points in forty five games. Who's he playing with? He's playing with freaking Larson. Like like we Who sucks? And who else are you gonna play him with? But I think that that line of Gergensen's Larson Oposo is a solid. I, I just think this is a lot more on coaching and w- that we are just underperforming. Like I don't get like Eichel. Right, so like, your your take. Your, your take wait, wait, wait. Your take here is all right. Let's say we go out this offseason, fire Kruger, and bring in um, Babcock, or I don't even know. Someone, no, I don't want Babcock. All right. Well, whoever you want, and. You you think we're immediately? I think if we have like Chris Taylor, no, dude. I said we're competing for a wild card spot. What do you not understand about that? We're vastly under that right now. We're, we're there's three four teams of, ahead of us right now. What I'm saying is we're not a good team. I'm saying we're better than what we're showing. We're still we're not a bottom five ten team in five team in the league. That's just not what we are. But we're performing like that right now, and that's just not what I think our roster is. I think we we're an eight nine ten seed in the East, and we're just not even close to that, which is crazy to me. I think I mean, that w- I mean you can go back and replay our season preview episode and I said that we were going to be a bottom 5 team in the east. Okay, well we'll see what happens when we're all healthy and this this is pans out cuz you can go back and play the episode and I said I think we'll be competing at a 9-10 spot like I'm saying right now and I just don't I, I just don't see how with the guys we have on our team. I mean I mean like goaltending it has been kind of an issue as well. I think all much Yeah, our goaltending so well. Um I mean, I don't know. Our I just heard it's been a mess thing. too. I mean, we have, like you said this before, we have a ton of D that are all okay. Nobody's good. I, I just, I just think that for if you're watching other teams in the league, and you, and you, t- you know, you, you dissect them as much as we dissect the Sabers. I think you would find a lot, you know, of comparisons and and that other teams aren't just absolutely dominating out there. Like the NHL is on, like. Oh, I, I agree. It's, very, it's just, very even. That's all I'm saying. It's a very even. It has a ton of parity in the league. And I think that with the guys we have, and I think when you have a guy like Jack Eichel, the way he's performing, honestly, it doesn't even matter who the other guys on your team are, that they should be 
a better performer than, than what they are. I mean, when you have Eichel on a power play, you have to figure out a way to make it work. I mean, I don't know if it's Eichel or if it's coaching or whatever, but they try that cross-ice pass a thousand times and it doesn't work. Like, Tell him to stop doing that. Like, tell him to just get the puck and shoot it. I don't, I don't know why he's not the one carrying it in the zone every time. I don't know why we have our four worst players, you know, kill penalties every time. It's just little things like that. I don't know why we have Sabok on the second line when he's healthy. I don't know why we can't figure out how to play consistent lineup. It's just things like that is why it makes me think, yeah, we're not going to be a deep playoff run team. We're not going to be a top team in the East. We're not even going to be a top three in the team in the Atlantic. I'm saying we should be able to be competing for a wild card spot with the roster that we have. And, and and that's just not happening. We have three, four teams ahead of us, like I said, that are, if you look at their roster makeup, you know, they don't have a superstar like Jack Eichel. Maybe they have better players, com, you know, consistent throughout their lineup. But I think Eichel brings that other element to it. And I think that with the other guys we have, we should at least be closer to the top. It's just, it just seems like there's no, you know, we're playing with just like no enthusiasm. I'm playing very unmotivated, like you said earlier, that comes from the locker room. Yeah, and I think that's where we disagree. You think that we should be competing, and I don't. I mean, I just don't see – like I said, I'm done with Reinhardt. I think he sucks. Olafson, he has a good shot, but you watch him out there. He's not, he's not creating on his own. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not a guy. He has a good shot. That's what he has. He's not a good defensively. He doesn't carry the puck. He doesn't win the battles in the corners. He has a good shot. Okay. I mean, he's a and rookie. Skinner, he's got like 17 tucks. All right. Yeah. I'm, he's good. He's good. But he's, he's, he's not, he's not like a top six forward where you think that yes, he's what he's, he's a top, he's a top six. Let me rephrase that. He's a top six forward. Cause he plays with Jack Eichel. I'm saying you take him off the Eichel line. He does nowhere close to 17 goals. Okay. But back to another point I've made before you put your best players with your best players and they're good when they're with the, with each other. You're not going to put Pasternak with two plugs and he's I mean, not going to perform as well. I mean, but we That's can look like at a fact, but this is just going to my point where we don't have good enough players. Do you look at Jeff Skinner? Hasn't played with Eichel all year, which I don't agree with. Like we said, he has nine goals, but, he's, not, but, but if you watch him, you can tell he's been a threat every time he's on the ice. Okay. I, I agree with that. That's what, that's my point though. You say you play your best players with your best players. At some point, your best players have to be your best players. Skinner has to be a be- you're one of your best players, right? You're paying him $9 million a year. He should be able to carry his line. You're paying this guy I to score. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that narrative of a guy who's getting paid a lot should have to carry a line. That makes no sense to me. That, that makes no sense. Why you, are you paying him then? You pay your guys to play together to freaking go out there and you, you get a chance every time you play. That's why you have Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marshawn together because they go out there and they're a scoring threat every time. That's why, you have, okay. that's why you have Eichel and Skinner and Reinhardt together. They're a scoring threat every time. Like, like they're not. The thing is, they're not. But they have played together last year, and they were one. Of, and during that span that they played together, for some reason, Housley then broke them up. They're in the conversation with the best line in the league with McKinnon and, and that Bergeron line. Like that, that was just a real thing that happened. And then some reason they stopped playing together. Even when Skinner isn't with Eichel, I mean, he he has ten goals. Yeah, you're right. He was very hot at the beginning of the year without Eichel, and then he still, you know, he tailed off. Sure, but he was still one of our top, you know, scoring at least chances that guys that we had on our team, listen, we, we're not going to agree on this, whatever you think that we're, you know, a bottom five team in the league. I think that we should be competing for a wild card spot or at least. I mean, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be competing for a wild card spot with Hutton and Allmark as your goalies. That's just well, a fact. Well, that's what I'll segue. I'll segue off of that into this uh, news came out that Ukapek Lukanen has now been called to the Amherst. So, I mean, maybe we have some goaltending help coming on that. Um, I think the Amherst have lost six of their last seven games. Um, Ukapek Lugan has been playing 
I forgot, in some juniors league with a team in Cincinnati, but uh, he did get called to the Amherst. I think this kid's going to be a stud. Um, I mean, hopefully he is because, you know, like you just said, our goaltending hasn't been good. But at the same time, I think that, you know, Allmark hasn't been that bad. I think I think he's been making some timely saves and things. It's just whenever we put out Hutt and try to Hunt, we have just no chance of winning. But, I mean, that is kind of big news that, you know, Ukepekalukan is making that step to the AHL. And we can see what he brings to the table, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we got to change something. So, I mean, hopefully, I mean, if, if nothing if nothing changes within the next couple of weeks and we drop even further from the wild card, I think that there's literally no harm, no foul in get, getting him in some NHL starts here and see what we have. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't know about bringing him up to the NHL this year. I don't think that's really in the Sabres' plans. I think their plan is to have him play a lot for the Amherst, but – you know, who knows, I guess, if, if it does go the way you think it's going to go, maybe we call them up. I mean, you always see at the end of the year, once teams are pretty much out of the playoffs, they start bringing up their young guys just to get them reps. So if that ends up happening to the Sabres where they're just completely out of the playoff run, maybe they'd call them up and see them, you know, see them in the NHL the last 10 games of the season or so. Um, I don't know. Speaking of the Amherst, though, also Middlestat has been down there. You know, we talked about him when he got called down to the Amherst. He started off slow. He has been doing a little bit better. I think in the last five or six games, he has three goals to assist. So I don't know. Maybe he's starting to find his game a little bit. Um, but in turn, also over the past week when we were we were off in between episodes, uh, Lawrence Pilot did get called up to the Sabres. So he's been playing the past two games. Um, that I mean, we kind of went over you know during that little argument that we had there. But that was also my other thing is. You know, we ship out Scandal, we get a forward back, we call Pilot up, and so we just fill in another D, a D man for the one we shipped out. So we're still overload on D. Um, I don't know if another another move is coming or not, but we still have eight NHL defensemen on our roster. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't really have any other thing to say, I guess, on the Sabres, just besides that I don't know if we're going to see really what we have and until you know Skinner and Olsen come back until we're fully healthy to see I mean to see what you know what's going to happen with this team as far as me and you are concerned with our takes on it uh, you know until the until those guys come back I can see yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything I just think that you know the lack of depth as it's been all year but now it's even more it's it's tough to put that team out there and expect results so yeah. I mean, those were the those were the main points that I want to you know bring up at least from a, you know, calling up, calling down perspective. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just want to reiterate, <laughs> depth is a huge issue for us too. As we're seeing now, you look at Pittsburgh, when their guys go down, they're able to stay afloat. I mean, they, they don't light it up, right? You've talked about this before. They just find ways to win. And I don't know, go like, they're like, <clears throat> excuse me, Melkin, if Melkin goes down, they're like, all right, let's just find a way to go 500 here until he gets back. It's like we have Skinner go down and we're just, it's like, I don't know. It seems like we use it as an excuse now almost that we're just going to get rolled by teams that like Vancouver is, is not a, a team that we should be losing six to three to at home. You know, like it's, it's just miserable. And well, I'm interested to see this Detroit game tonight. If, if we lose to Detroit, who is by far the worst team in the league, it's like not even close you look at the East standings, they're like, they have 27 points, I think, in 45 games or something like that. It's almost impossible to do. 
And so if we lose this game to Detroit tonight, this is this is this has to be one of the worst weeks in the season so far. When you, you get blown out by St. Louis, you lose at home to Vancouver, and then you lose to Detroit. I mean, that's like bottom of the basement type thing. And I already I've already been seeing like people on Sabres Twitter talking about the draft and stuff like that. And it's just it's just depressing. So I mean, maybe maybe I'm over like maybe I'm like you said you don't you don't look around the league and look at other teams and because I only really watch the Sabers. I mean, I'll, I'll catch a, a like a, a big game every now and then, but when it comes to hockey, I mean, I really watch the Sabers, and that's pretty much it. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just it's it's really tough to watch this team, and it, it just sucks even more with with how great the Bills season was and and seeing the direction of that franchise and 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 seeing you know, how, how McDermott and, and Brandon Bean, um, how they're really on the same page and they're very, I don't know, they're even more transparent. It seems like telling you exactly what they think. And it just seems like everything's so shady with this, this organization where you don't, you don't really know what's going on. I don't know. I don't know if that, that's kind of the vibe I get where it's, it's, they just seem to be like false, falsely confident and have this facade that everything's fine when when you look at the team and, and it's, and it's not, it, there's, there's definitely systematic issues. Like you saying, you know, I mean, we're seeing problems, right. That's like I've said that spanned coaching staffs have spanned GMs have, you know, it's, it's, it's a larger issue. And when you have a player like before, before we had Eichel and we've been seeing stuff like this, our, our mantra was always, we don't have a number one guy. And so now we finally have a number one guy and we're still seeing kind of the same issues that we've been seeing, you know, since 2010, 2011, the last time we made the playoffs. So, I mean, there's sometimes there's just something I don't, and I don't know what it is. Cause like I said, this, this organization has just so many deeply rooted issues. It sounds like whether it's player development, scouting, drafting, um, when you have a drought, like we've seen where, I don't know. <clears throat> to me, it seems like we haven't even been close to making the playoffs for like the last, you know, five, six, seven years. You know, I don't know the last time where we were watching games in end of March, early April, where it's like we're in a race to make a wild card spot. You know, it's not like we're missing the playoffs here by one or two points. It's like we're eliminated, you know, start of March where these games don't matter and we're starting to call up guys from college and, you know, Casey Middlestat's coming in to play a few games at the end of the year. Olison's coming in to play against the few play a few games of them that don't mean anything just see what we got for next year and it's just a vicious vicious cycle and i, I don't know and to me that's why i'm kind of i kind of feel like this where i'm just so down on this team where maybe we are actually not as bad as i'm saying but to me we are actually as bad as we were saying because i just don't see how we're going to change anything based on how the things have gone over the last five years or so no yeah i i see what you're saying i just i don't know i just and by no stretch of the imagination, I just want to clarify by saying that we're, you know, a, uh, you know, lock for the playoffs when we're healthy or, or things like that. I just think in the league, like the NHL, um, you know, it's not, it's a lot, it's different than the the NFL or other sports where only a small percentage of the league make the playoffs. So the Sabres right now have the longest active drought out of any NHL team of, you know, longest after non-playoff drought out of any team. And it's only, you know, I think the last time we made the playoffs was 2011. 
2011, it was either the 2010, 2011 season or the 2011, 2012 season, which, yeah, that was a long time ago, but it's still within the decade before obviously the decade turned. Um, and that's why I get more worked up about it because I just think the NHL is a league where when you have eight teams, that's about, you know, so half the teams in your conference make the playoffs, you know, that's just basically, all right, don't be worse than, you know, half of the freaking conference and you should be at least competing for a playoff spot. That's why I think that we're not necessarily closer, but we should be at least competing with, you know, a superstar and some other pieces on our team. Yeah, maybe our players are underperforming and that's nothing you can do about that. Who knows if it's a coaching staff? Like Ethan said, you know, both of us were just guys watching the Sabres. We don't know what's going on inside the organization. It, it is kind of shady. I do agree that, you know, they're not, you know, bottled. You don't really hear a lot from him. I feel like Brandon Bean kind of speaks out a lot. And he, he tells you exactly what's going on. You know, he's in the booth during preseason games, talking to, you know, the play-by-play and color guys. Um. And, and, you know, Bottle's kind of had a history even of saying he's looking to make trades and, you know, he's been talking to teams, this and that, and then nothing really comes of it. So who knows what comes, you know, what they're actually thinking behind the scenes. And I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, we definitely do have, you know, some holes to fill. I just think when, you know, half of the conference makes the playoffs, uh, we should be, you know, a little bit better than what we've been showing. But who, who knows? We'll, we'll see going forward, I guess, and definitely have some, things to address in the off season, but um, anything else basically on the current, on the current team or I mean, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Like I said, we'll see how this Detroit, I mean, you'll got, you'll know, listening to this, how the Detroit game went, but I'm, I'm just really interested to see how, how we play. Yeah. I, I'm too. I'll definitely be watching that. Um, but then I don't know, nothing, nothing really crazy moving on to a little bit of housekeeping, I guess with the bills. Um, just the one thing I wanted to say about them, I guess we did hire um, a new defensive line coach, Eric mm-hmm. Wa- Eric Washington is his name. Um, I don't even be honest, I don't even know who our other defensive line coach was this past year, but I guess he left or went somewhere, and we hired. This- yeah, I think he took a job at Virginia Tech. Okay, so we hired this Eric Washington guy who has connections to McDermott from Carolina. So I think that's... No surprise there. Yeah, no surprise there. Just another guy from Carolina that he had connections with um, when he was coaching there. I think we have a ton of guys on our coaching staff that, you know, coach with him in Carolina. So, you know, I mean, I I like to hire, I guess. I I don't really have a take on it besides just wanted to let you guys know about that. Um, But then also, I think that the Browns came out today that they're hiring... uh, the Vikings offensive coordinator is their head coach. Is that, yeah. did you see that? Yep. Okay. So Dable will not be the Browns offense or head coach. Looks like he's staying. I know that there are rumors that the assistant bills, GM and Dable were yeah. both going to be hired to the Browns to, you know, the assistant bills, GM was going to be their new GM and then Dable was going to be their head coach, but that's in fact not happening. So Dable will be staying with the bills as the offensive coordinator. I was in a position, uh, I'll give my take on that and then I'll let you talk on it. Um, but I was in a position where no matter what happened with Dable, to be honest, I was going to be fine with. Because like I said last episode, um, if, he, if, he, if he was gone, I wasn't going to be too upset. But then if he stays, I'm also not going to be too upset because I know that a lot of the guys on the offense like Dable. Josh Allen says he really likes him. And it also means more consistency with Allen in his third year. He'll have the same offensive coordinator. He won't have to learn a new system or anything like that. So either way, I was going to be fine with it because I wasn't you know too impressed with Dable. But also the guys on the offense like him. So. Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat. I mean, I wasn't going to be devastated if he took the job. <clears throat> but uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, consistency is good once we have a strong foundation. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we, we, at this point, you got to build on the season that we just had. So um, keeping, keeping the coaching staff intact and, and Josh Allen did publicly come out and endorse Dable and say that he's really enjoyed working with them. And um, I think the O-line so, did as well. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's good news and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for next season. Yeah. And then we'll just wrap up real quick with um, another Papa Abe's hot take of the week. Uh, I don't know if this one's too hot. I don't know. I, I disagree with him. At least I'll, I'll, I'll see what you think about it. But we were just talking about the Patriots kind of in, in the AFC East as a division next year, as we talked about before. And, you know, how we, we went over that one week where, you know, right. our, is he happy that Brady's going to be back? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he, so I think, well, so we don't know yet if, you know, obviously Brady's going to be playing football next year. At least he wants to. He's came out and said that he's not going anywhere. We don't know if the Patriots will have him back yet or he'll, he'll be on another team. I personally think that's a no brainer that he's going to be on the Patriots. I just think that for know, sure. I, I just could, I, right after they lost that playoff game, I kind of convinced myself or not convinced myself, but I put that idea into my head that he's going to be on a different team for some reason that I was thinking about this past week. And I was, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm crazy. I, yeah, he's going to be back with the Patriots or they're a retool and they're going to be probably pretty sick again. Um, but dad was saying that he wants Brady to be back with the Patriots because for a couple of reasons, one, he doesn't think that Brady's that good anymore. And that two, he wants to be, you know, he wants to win the AFC East while Brady is still there with the Patriots. I disagreed with him because, and I, and I thought, and I thought this was crazy hearing from him because I thought he, you know, his reasoning was he's been a fan for, you know, how many years now, 40 years. And that he said that, you know, over the past 20 years, Brady's been dominating us. Like I want to beat them now to me. I would think, yo, if I was him, I want to win the AFC East no matter who's freaking playing against me. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the worst teams in the division or in the league and is in our division or how it goes down. I just want to win the freaking division. And to, and to even, even though Brady was bad this past year and didn't look as good, I would never hope to, you know, play against it. That was like, that was my take on it. Yeah. My take is I don't care how we do it. As long, if we're winning the division, I'm going to be happy. And, exactly. uh, yeah, it, and yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely not happy that Brady's going to be back because I mean, you and Dad are on the same page, thinking that we're going to be the favorites to win the AFC East. When I'm already, <laughs> he predicted an eight and eight season. And, oh, uh, you did? Yeah, last episode. No, we didn't. We didn't do that, did we? I just like threw it in there because oh. I was like, I was depressed, and I was saying, you know, it's going to be depressing. The Bills are done. Have to watch the Sabers, and I was saying that next year, I I, I think we're going to go eight and eight. <laughs> and so I, I, yeah, I'm definitely not happy about Brady being back. Cause I really think that the way that their season went this year with how good their defense was and how bad the defense played over the last like two or three games they had that they're just going to have this enormous chip on their shoulder and Brady's going to be, do his whole, once Brady gets that bullet bulletin board material, you know, when he got suspended for those four games for what was that deflate gate or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then they went on and won the super bowl. Whenever you give him something to play for other than just the sheer, just, just playing football, whenever there's like a storyline around it, that's when he plays, I feel like his best football and he will, and he just turns it on to another level where he just goes like God mode and, and just gives everybody no choice, but he's, he's winning the Super Bowl. So that's, that's a crazy take by dad. 
Yeah, I just well, I just thought it was insane that you know, no matter how you know old or washed up or whatever you think that a guy of his caliber is, to be wanting you know to be wanting to play against the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, just after what he's accomplished over his career, it's I I don't care what he showed this past year. It's I I will never you know until he's once he's retired I'll be happy. You know, I'm waiting for this guy to retire. I, I want him out of the division. I want him out of the league. I don't care what that sounds like. I don't care. You know, we have nothing to prove. You know, no one else could beat. You know, his also point was, yeah, oh, he's well, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, like one of Dad's points was like, oh well, what you just you just admit that you can't beat him. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll concede I mean, that. What has no one else twenty years been? Right, no one else could beat him. It's not just us. So I think it's nuts to be you know asking for that guy back in your division, even um, if even if he does, back. even if he does play, which he will this next year and. Um, and we do win the division. I still don't don't think that that proves anything because it doesn't take away from the last twenty years. Even if we beat him once, it's like right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like so. So it's like all right, he's we beat him this one year. It's like it's not going to take away his six Super Bowl rings or the past twenty years that they've just won the AFC East. It makes you know it makes yeah no sense. So I'll take the division title every, anyway we can. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I think that I just want to get that in there. But other than that, I think that kind of wraps things up. You know, episodes probably won't be as much as long as they used to be because we only got the you know Sabres to pretty much cover. If you know other things come up with the Bills, we'll definitely comment on those. Um, but other than that, pretty crazy. I don't know the play. The other thing, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the playoffs. So the Titans just won yesterday. The Bills, if they won last week, would be playing the Chiefs. You know, today, yesterday, for you guys listening, for the chance to host the AFC Championship. So that is pretty insane. The fact that the Titans are in the AFC Championship right now, the sixth seed being the Patriots and the Ravens. Um, hey, we beat them in the regular season, so I don't know. I tweeted out yesterday, can we at least get rid of the narrative that we didn't beat a good team yet? But it's not that's not but, a good but Mariota really played, so Yeah, they're completely different. That's not yeah, we still beat them. That's not a good take. Yeah, we still beat them. But anyway, that uh that wraps things up. You got any last words over there? No. No, Hopefully all right. the Sabres don't lose to Detroit. All right, yeah, well, yeah. You'll get you guys are listening right now, so you guys know if that happened or not right now. But hopefully, we're not going into misery tonight at five o'clock. Um, but anyway, that wraps up episode twenty-three. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Go Bills. Go Sabers. And we'll see ya. I don't care about your workout routine. I don't wanna list some movies you've seen. I don't need to know your medical. Pop star, you got a fancy new car, a favorite new bar. It's not that I don't care about what you say, but it'd be nice if it don't take the whole day. Cause in the end, in the end, here's the truth, oh, baby, 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 it's not all about you.